Welcome to the Game of Thrones Recap Podcast, the podcast where we recap Game of Thrones, joined by Thomas Sasan. Thomas. Yes. I thought a better episode. Than the where Hodor died, the one that won the... Yes. Okay. Season six, episode six, Blood of My Blood. My name is Mark Pascal. That's Thomas. We, um... We uh, run these things down. I think I had a different opinion of the last episode for different reasons. That was the hold the door episode yes. entitled The Door. I thought it was dumb and stupid. <laughs> Not the Hodor part. That was fine. I didn't care about Hodor yeah. if he lived or died. Yeah. Um, but it spent a lot of time on what I thought was cra- are the, the, the weakest plots. Well, uh, Arya oh, yeah. and Bran... And the weakest plots, yeah. uh, uh, Greyjoys, mm-hmm. whereas I think this one returned to some of the better plots, and not only that, made some hay in the Arya plot. Yeah, finally. Uh, finally. Well, I've got a few bones to pick with that okay. whole scenario. Scenario. We'll get to that momentarily. We're just going to run it down scene by scene. You will uh, clue me in on some of what, you know, I've had a couple of what the hell's going on here moments that I can't remember the history enough uh, that I'm going to need you to help me with. So we start off in the woods. It, it pretty much starts right, almost never do the episodes do this, where they start right the seconds, you know, minutes after the end of the previous episode with the same plot. Yeah. There's been a few of them that have this season, though, because at, epi- at the end of episode two, John takes his big gasping first breath. Yes, that's and right. And then episode three starts like that. Starts with him, yeah. And then episode. Five ends with um, Holder Holder dying, holding door, and then sometime after that, uh, Mira and Bran are in the woods, uh, picking out in the same scene. So So we get just like you've been saying this whole time: lots of firsts, uh, lots of a couple of things that are noticeably different, just in the tone and the amped up um, things that are kind of. important in this season that's co- that's the most divergent from the books because we they don't have books uh to compare them to right so we we, we get those flashbacks from bran quickly oh yeah did you get a nerd boner uh uh we uh, actually you actually see the mad king for the first time ever yes yes which basically the mad king being mad is what started all of what we're all of this world's current well, it's the current affair. It's the chicken or the egg thing because the Mad King being mad happened before Rhaegar stole off with Lyanna Stark. But I don't think if the Mad King was just mad and Rhaegar never ran off with Lyanna, then there would ever have been a Robert's Rebellion. I don't think. Right. But yeah. I, I can't disagree with you. I'm just want to make, make that point as I, I can. Yeah. So... We get all those flashbacks. What the hell was that? He's he was warging as he's being dragged through the woods by Mira. Uh, whoa! I think he's getting a massive. Um, uh, what's the uh, Apple device? The the massive time capsule upload um, of some of the history of the world. Because exactly. Yeah, he's taken over for the fellow in the tree. Yes, this is basically a. Um, you've been dragooned into my job. You're supposed to have been. Um, 
cultured for some, some number of years before you took over the reins of the um, the position. But uh, because of my death, it's going to happen in about 18 minutes um, because the White Walkers are all the way in here. I obviously had to give you a crash course in how to be the three-eyed raven. So they get rescued. At that point, we don't know who it was. Did you have? Well, did you guess who it was? Instantaneously, I could tell just by the eyes. That was Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. So somebody made this comment to me, and let me see if you agree with this. Is it? Is this season going back and forth from plots more often than the others? Instead of hitting one thing once and moving on per episode, it's going back and forth. Like it, we visit, we visit Bran twice. We visit Arya. No, Arya's is all in one. We visit the Sept of Baylor a couple different times. Like mm-hmm. it's more. I feel like, and I don't remember if this being true. You hit five plots one time, it felt like, before, and now it's kind of going a little more back and forth. I would agree with that, probably because they are what they might have had to stretch out over the course of a couple of episodes. They are now condensing. Going much quicker. Yeah, Yeah. going much quicker. They can condense. They can boil things down to the three linchpin things that they can get into one episode, as opposed to let it, let those, th- those three linchpin things being surrounded by seven slightly inconsequential things that might require multiple episodes. Well, instead, because it's not necessarily chronological, there's no reason to not talk about it. Let's go ahead and finish this brand situation yeah, while yeah. we're on it. So where are they on the map? They're still north of the wall. Yes, they are. Oh, yes. Like way up. Yeah. Okay. There's uh, if yeah, because the zombies haven't gone. Well, the whites have not gone south of the wall. Yet. No, they haven't yet. No, um, there is um, the farthest that the the uh, Night's Watch extended in, on their range in, north of the wall, starting back in um, at the end of season one into season two, was what's called the Fist of the First Men. Okay, it's just yeah. this big rock formation. That's the farthest they got to. They made their stand there. The whites showed up. Um, and that's how season two ends with them just sprinting away as fast as they could back to Crash's Keep. Now, there's some lands beyond that where a lot of the, li- the wildlings reside. And then the lands beyond that is called the land of always winter. And that's where this tree is. The Three-Eyed Raven r- so resides. In- yes, they are. Yes, they are. When you said the whites showed up, I just had this, uh, this image of Mamie White. <laughs> And, and Jesco White from the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. How, how do you think they would last in the Westeros? The Whites of West Virginia? <laughs> They'd figure out a way to kind of sell a moonshine on the side and yeah, keep the business going. So. <laughs> like Craster was donating babies to them to keep himself. They'd figure something out, you know? So apparently, Bran, or excuse me, Benjen, who was Bran's uncle, this is Ned's brother. Youngest brother, who, yes. Who left to be... A Stark always joins each generation of Stark always joins yes. the, the Night's Watch. Was Bran? We see him briefly in season one, and then he's gone. Right? Yes. Well, he's the one who re- semi recruits John into the the Night's There's Watch. There's a few scenes with him, but it's yes. but he's he's been gone for four seasons. Episode three was the last of season one was the last we saw of him. So, what the hell's going on with the Three Eyed Raven? I don't get all that I, at all. I have no clue what the Three Eyed Raven is. What is it? Well, uh, for for lack of a better term. He, um, this is going to get real nerdy, but I love it, okay? He is kind of the the nexus point between the past and the present. Uh, he kind of... Ex- the three-eyed red. Yeah, his mind exists in all, um, in all realm, uh, uh, 
all dimensions, I guess, uh, uh, all spaces and time at, at one time, so he can access. Sounds implausible. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Now we. I'm going like, to start pointing out everything on the show that seems implausible. Well, we. The, the, <laughs> the, the main question is why are the White Walkers? Uh, why does everyone think or know or perhaps um, seem to believe that the White Walkers are going to choose this particular winter? That's going to be the end-all, be-all winter to be able to venture themselves south of the wall. This is the first time in thousands of years. And they've had several winters. There have been lots of these winters that go on for years yeah. uh, since the last time. And the White Walkers have stayed north. Yes. And there haven't, up until we start watching the show in season one, there haven't even been re- reports of White Walkers. There's um, still people, we see this later, uh, in Hornhill. Sam's brother yeah. doesn't even, he's like, there's no White Walk. Yeah. People still don't believe they exist. Exactly. Only the, the people in the North that have Ex- seen them. Exactly. Yeah. You're exactly right. So I think this, um, the Three-Eyed Raven, every time a winter comes, the Three-Eyed Raven has some sort of responsibility to make sure the winter is just a, a winter and it's not an apocalypse where the White Walkers can make their way across the wall. That's my opinion. That seems to be the opinion of a lot so of people. So it's his job. Yeah, for some, whatever reason. Like if you ever watched And it's, sh- been a, it's different people? That's the, that's the, like it might be one of those things. You ever see? The, you ever watch the show Lost? Yes. There's that guy who was in the in the bunker who had to type in the numbers every every yeah. couple hours, or else the the nuclear explosion would happen. I I, I imagine the three eyed raven, some something like that. He's got to be present and have that job. Yeah. And so when the winter does roll around, it's it's only just a winter that goes away in a couple of years. So that's now, my opinion. in the show is. Bran is the three-eyed raven, or is yes. Benjen? Who? What is Benjen then? Because he got stabbed in the heart. Yes. by the the crazy little women. Mm-hmm. The same way that he the is White Walkers. The, yeah, become is, White uh, Walkers. He is the uh, the blade of the White Walkers. Blade, the uh, the uh, action superhero played by Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was a baby in his mother's womb, and she was bitten by a vampire. So he was born half-human, half-vampire. Has all their strengths, but none of their weaknesses. So Benjamin Stark, who was in the process of dying and being turned by the... Uh, turned into a white. Turned into a white. Because if you die north like of the zombie. wall... a zombie. It's a zombie. Exactly. You arise as an undead white. Um, the children of the forest shove the obsidian... Uh, the dragon glass in your chest and basically arrest the magic of the white walker, the, the white uh, magic, and allow you to keep, I guess, your soul, your sense of humanity. He's still Benjamin, but still, he's a yeah. zombie, same as John. Exactly, exactly. So there's lots uh, of current. There's lots of zombies going on in this program. Yeah, like I said, the, all the stuff that involves the north, like the wall and points north. That's the most fantastical, excluding the dragons. Uh, you know, obviously out there, marine. That's the, where the most fantasy, fantastical based stuff uh, yeah, is. Maybe one of the reasons that I d- well, don't like it as much as some of the other and plots. That's, that's, and that's a valid point because it's been ramped up. Ever since the Hard Home episode last season, we're getting more and more of that aspect of what's coming, winter is coming, um, because that's apparently the big battle that's going to happen. None of this nonsense yeah. involving um, the Iron Throne or the... Maybe even uh, Danny's trying to get ships to get or to Westeros. Winter, even Winterfell. She even may arrive, and all yeah, that. She may arrive in the middle of the winter apocalypse and say, like, well, I guess I better deal with this before I worry about the Iron so, Throne. So where do we leave Bran and Benjen? What was at the end of that scene? Where they're, they're still just in the woods or they're riding off together? I can't remember. Well, there, there's no real plan. Basically, it's Benjen's job just to keep them a couple of steps in front of the, the, the horde that's after them. And we don't know where they're heading. Exactly. Uh, we don't know if Bran needs to be north of the wall to be able to continue his training, but Benjen seems to think that you need to be uh, south of the wall when this 
war happens so you can meet the Night's King on the f- battlefield. And That's you, the and, White and, Walker. And, and, and yeah, and you will be ready when it happens. So he, ben, Benjamin's been let in on what, what all is the end game for this whole Maybe thing. Maybe they can turn that brand plot around. At least something's happening. That one and the Arya plot, as we'll get to in a minute, at least there are things happening. There have been literally seasons Multiple seasons where nothing has happened in those plots. Well, we need nothing to, of any interest yeah. in anyway. Well, we need to, if we could take forty-five seconds. I thought about this. You said this, and it's it's a very intelligent statement you made. In the, <laughs> hey, in, I like that in in the last segment. And I, I was thinking about this. You know what? There's no plot uh, that's going to involve all these main Stark components arriving at the same point to be sort of like the Voltron coming together to be one gigantic hammer-swinging um, hero to beat back. It's not like they all have to stand on a pedestal and drop a stone into the, uh, a dais at the exact same time to unleash the light that burns off all the way. I don't, that's not going to be like one of those things, okay? So it's okay that they're, to me anyway, it's okay that their plot has um, little to do or is at a kind of a slower uh, progression moment than some of the other ones because it's ridiculous to think that everybody's plot is in fifth gear. It's going to climax at, at all times. Episode nine. Yeah. That, yeah. Does, that doesn't mean we have to like it, which we don't. Uh, what, what's going on some of these times? But uh, I'm okay with a certain amount of treading water uh, as long as not all plots are treading water. Because it felt like at some point in season two, uh, you go until the, the Blackwater episode. Uh, uh, showed up. It just felt like it was just a, a season of treading water the entire time. Yes, agreed. Sorry, keep, keep, please right. continue. Now we move on to Gilly Sam situation. They head to Horn Hill. That's where Sam grew up. That was where his we know his mean father, but we didn't quite realize how much of a dick this fellow is. I would say that Randall Tarley. Yeah, Sam did most of his quote unquote growing up at the wall, but yeah, sure. but he, he did his uh, uh, childhood there. This yes. is one where they visited a couple times. We'll just go ahead and go through what all of Sam's yeah, stuff it's now. A good idea. So there. He's headed to the Citadel to become a maester. He, mm-hmm. wanted, he wanted to drop off Gilly and his quote-unquote son, mm-hmm. who they were going to pass off as his son, to be raised at Hornhill. Mm-hmm. But the father, the dickhead, Randall Tarley, it's funny. I thought was going to be Ian McShane. We still haven't seen Ian no, McShane. I thought it was going to be him. I could have sworn. I was like, he'd make a good Randall Tarley. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Uh, so he says, well, my dad doesn't like wildlings. Let's keep this under wraps. Yeah. We're 42 seconds into dinner, and she's like, well, when I was coming south to the wall. Yeah. You know what's coming. She's not very smart. No, but she is very brave. I will give her that. Sure. I mean, her sister is her mom or whatever, so it's a little weird. Um, She's probably got some genetic deficiencies going. Um, (laughs) Let's get her some slack. Well, I'm just surprised the son's not wildly cross-eyed or something crazy like that. So so (laughs) Sam's dad's a giant dick. Gilly looks pretty good all dressed up, though. By the way, uh, Sam's younger brother, his name is Dickon. Dickon? Yeah, Dickon Tarley. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I enjoy uh, this plot now. I think think it's interesting about it's sort of a – Almost like an origin story of these maesters that we see that are all 90 years old. Yes. It's like, well, some of them they have to become that at some point yeah. in their life. I've enjoyed that. So, pretty nice pad, Hornhill. Yeah. Is that the. I didn't realize they were that well, rich. Well, I, I was watching. Um I think it was After the Thrones. It's on HBO, After the Game of Thrones. Um, And they're talking about – there's a portion of Westeros that's kind of in its own little bubble economically – the war hasn't really scorched this land. None of them and, are real interested in taking yeah, over King's Landing. Exactly. It's kind of on the southwestern portion of Dorn, Westeros. Yep. Well, Dorne's on the southeastern. Um, they were kind of involved last season with the whole Marcella plot. Yep. 
Uh, but they're basically, because of the mountains, kind of get cut off from all the nonsense that happens north of that. But um, the east part is where King's Landing and then going up the coast. And then, obviously, when, once you get to what, what's called the Neck, which is where uh, Moat Kalen is. And that then leads to the north. Exactly. Then there's the Twins. And that, then that's the north above that. Anything like on the southwest, which is kind of southwest of... Um, uh, the the Pike Islands, the Iron yep. Islands. You've you've got places like um, that's where High Garden is. That's where the the, the Tyrells are from. Yep. And you've got and uh, you've got Tarth, which is where Brienne is from. And you've got um, Horn Hill, which is where Samwell's from. So it's, isn't isn't um, isn't Hall over there though? Heron Hall is actually. Um, it's actually going towards the north as well. Heron Hall oh, okay. is where um, it's the Lannisters' home. Yeah, uh, it is now because of the war. But uh, it's it's. Harrenhal's a little further north of King's Landing. Yeah. Okay, so. But yeah, you're right. It's a very nice pad. Obviously, Huge. None, of the non, none of the War of Five Kings has scor- uh, scorched this uh-uh. earth. Um, obviously, White Walker info isn't exactly on the, uh, on the up and up. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, the sun. Is that Dickon who said that? Yes, exactly. Old exactly. Dickon. Good old Dickon. <laughs> name my kid Dickon. <laughs> you better grow up to be a real man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Gilly spills the beans about her being a wildling. Old Randall, I mean, what? This is what I put on here on my notes. I said, "Jesus, Randall's a dick." Yeah. That's why I put. I mean, he makes fat jokes. He's shit talking Sam. Um, so they, he finally comes to this conclusion that he's going to raise the bastard. He calls him, yeah, because he thinks it's his. Uh, he thinks it's a, an heir. So, yeah, and something his his wife wants him to do. You know, your mother. Yep. Wa- yeah, wants the child raised. He's so. willing to not kill Gilly, but she has to work in the kitchen. Yeah. And, but Sam can never come back. Exactly. So he he acts like he accepts it. He says, "F, F this that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm stealing the Valyrian steel and heading and heading to where we don't know because he can't take her to the Citadel. I don't know if it's changing his mind. He then again, she wasn't supposed to be at Castle Black either. Yeah. So he may have other plans. He may head back to Castle Black with the Valyrian steel. They need that shit. That kills the uh, White Walkers. I have a theory. Well, the Citadel is located in Old Town. Old Town is huge. Like Old Town's like the like literally the oldest city. It's in, in the north too. Near no, the no, wall. no. Actually, it's on the it's um it's in the southwest, oh, like okay. the south most southwest tip. It's basically New Orleans, basically uh-huh. uh, part of um, Westeros there, and it's the biggest port on that side of of Westeros. Um, if you want to go from basically where the Lannisters live in Kelsey Rock, which is the west coast further north of that, around to Dorne. Everyone ports up at... That's at, right, Kelsey Rock, not Hall. Yeah, Kelsey Rock is on the west coast. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Anyway, I think Sam is going to take his chances finding some place that Gilly can be in Old Town. Obviously, she can't be in the Citadel. It's a place of high worship only for men. But uh, she can... Um, I think he can find her some, something to do in Old Town that's not where she's not going to be called a wildling whore six times a day. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> just walking around. But the, the Valerian still could end up being an extremely important strategic item. Yeah, I think he's taken that to the Citadel saying, listen, I've been up at, in the north. I've seen Obsidian destroy a White Walker. I've seen, uh, you know, the Jon Snow stopped a White Walker. Basically, turn him into shards of ice, swinging one of these things. Is there some way we can replicate? Because he's let's let's make it again. Yeah, because Tarly's dad said this. What only a handful of these left in the That's world? Right. There's only like can six we, or seven. Yeah, right? can we, yeah, can we reverse engineer these? That's um, a great idea. Yeah, that, that's that's my guess. If I had to take a guess, so we don't know where they're going. They're headed yeah. out. We don't know where they're going. Yeah. Um, all right. The next we we're kind of going out of order here. We'll just hit all the plots. We are at the Sept of Baylor. 
The High Sparrow so graciously allows Tom and the King to see Marjorie. All cleaned up, Marjorie, by is the way. Is Marjorie British, the real, in the real actress? actress? Okay, yes, she, she has a funny accent to me. She does. It's weird. If, if you listen to her, she's in the the most recent two Hunger Games movies. Yep. Uh, Cressida, Cressida, I think is her name, her character's name. She's got an American accent. You can definitely hear her like, ah, she's a British chick. But, but she has a different <laughs> dialect or yeah. accent of within the British accent yeah. than some of the other actors. So it's kind of strange, which makes sense. She's from a different area, but yeah. I don't hear that in, in, in her mother. Uh, no. What's her name? Olena. Olena, yeah. Um, so she's just sitting there. How reading. boring with it. No phone, no TV. Read no, your Cosmo. No books. <laughs> she's just sitting there. She's like, here I am sitting. And it, like, it's one of those, like, she's probably been sitting there a long time. Yeah. Sounds boring. So she's sort of, she's claiming she's bought into the Sparrow's bullshit. Yeah. The, she's, into she's the light playing, of the seven. She's playing everybody. But she's a giant liar. We yes. know that. Yeah. And she's a fairly effective player in all yes. this stuff. So we're pretty sure that's bullshit. We see the next, we come back to them. Third to last. So we move forward in that. No, actually, we come back two more times. Yes, two see, there more times. you go. Yeah. Very rarely in this series have you come back two more times. It's well done. I like it this way, to be honest with you. They, sure. The next one, the High Sparrow. I've, that guy could, God, he looks like, all right, this is a city where there's probably not a whole lot of showering going on among the commoners. No. No. And probably not even among the, among the, king, the royalty, whatever they're called. If there is, it's no, no, it's very infrequent. The High Sparrow like, just looks like he just stinks to high heaven. Yeah, he really does. Coming off in waves, we could just use a shower. Um, so this is the 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 Walk of Atonement thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to happen for Marjorie supposedly. Who is that? What army is that that Jamie has 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 mobilized? That is the Tyrell army. That's that the is Tyrell from High Garden. That's not. That's not the gold. That's cloaks. not the gold cloaks or yes. the king's 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 guard. Yes, correct. That is that they were they were ordered to st- stand down. And Kevin Lannister, who's acting hand, we mm-hmm. saw a couple episodes ago, says, "I must, I must follow that order." And then Jamie and Cersei were like, "Well, they didn't say that the Tyrell army couldn't uh, to, told you to tell the Tyrell already." To, army to stand down so right. they're technically not disobeying the high sparrow's so the, wishes so they're there and jamie says look you sob this ain't happening i got an army here you've got the faith militant which is a couple hundred guys right yeah they've got an army we're going at it this yeah. is not either either we're all dead or you're all dead but this is not happening yeah and he goes um okay because and he's got that smile you just want to smack him in his mm. little smug face he's like well we're not going to have a walk of atonement even though I was just talking about she was getting ready to have a walk of atonement. It was kind of weird. Because she has atoned by bringing the king into the fold. And here comes the exquisite pussy Tommen. Oh, God. What a wild he's pussy. Just a weak-willed kid. He really is. Well, I mean, speaking of pussy, that's what he's, that's what he's pussy into. Pussy whipped, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, he claimed... The well, most unre- of all the unrealistic things that are on this show, of which there are many that I love, him not trying to grab a quickie... With Marjorie oh, and yeah. I mean, he's just a, yeah. he's a raging hormone. Yeah. You may be the queen, but I'm the king. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> so, Except the bail on my ass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so apparently he's talked her, sh- uh, she's talked him into believing in this nonsense. Mm-hmm. She's good, too. He, even Olena says, oh, they've beaten us. This is, this is this old battle we've talked about between the faith and the crown. Mm-hmm. And... 
apparently it seems as if the faith is now in charge because they have the king in their back pocket, but Marjorie's obviously going to have other plans somehow. Yes. So what happens? Jamie meets with Tommen mm-hmm. when he's sitting on the throne. He strips him of being the king of the, of the uh, what do you call it? The Lord of the King's yeah. Guard. Lord anymore. Commander. Lord Commander. Yeah. But doesn't banish him, but says, I'm reassigning you. Yeah. Your ass is going to up to join the fray in the north. Yes. Literally the fray. Mm-hmm. Because they're friends with Walder Frey, still allies from back in Red Wedding days. Mm-hmm. They want him to go take over River Run back from the Blackfish because they realize that if that is a strong enough army with the Blackfish that they can take back the north. Yes. That, right? is, that is still loyal to the Stark To the Stark. yes. Okay. How did Tommen have that? How did he know? That's a pretty good move. Was he? T- he must have been told by someone. He's not smart enough to know what the fuck is going on in the north. Well, if I had to take, I mean, obviously Walder Frey knows what's happening in River Run because he's very close to it in the Riverlands there. Yeah. So I imagine they're still sending ravens to and from King's Landing, um, saying um, what what is going on. So if the Blackfish has retaken River Run, the Freys are probably uh, he's probably sending down to King's Landing. I need more men to help take back. Um, but somebody came up with that plan besides Tommen. Tommen hasn't made one decision of any import, particularly yeah, right. militarily. They, like, yeah, they, they, who, who, they didn't they didn't show us how he came to that knowledge and how he came to that decision. That may have been it, a, it may have been a, him. It may have been a Kevin Lannister, you yeah. know, behind the scenes kind of decision. Sounds more Kevinish, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Jamie's pissed. Yeah. He's been this king, king Lord Kingsguard for a while. Yeah. I mean, that was his life. He, he was the youngest um, member of the Kingsguard ever uh, sworn they, in. Didn't they ask him to un? He, or he had an opportunity to to get out before? And well, to, he, he he offered to um, renounce his Lord Commandership if uh, Tywin got Tyrion off of the murder charge. That's right. And he agreed to marry somebody and father his own children, not off of Cersei, uh, and so he can actually take his place as Lord of Castle Rock. That's the only thing that. Tywin cared about was legacy in in Castle Rock. So, I, we next time we see them, we get some hot brother and sister action. Yes, those crazy a nice kids. Little makeout session. Just want those two kids to make it. I really do. You know, <laughs> but they're they're planning to take back. Thing. They want power too. Like, yeah. we need. I think the show needs more Cersei. She's the best evil character. That's she's ever certainly been. she's only come full circle since her her shame walk. Uh, at the end of last season, she certainly kind of so do you, fortified herself. Do you think that Jamie will go to River Run? Yeah, well, uh, we see it in the oh, he does. in the previews. Yes, we see him. Oh, well, there you uh, go. We see, we see him meeting with the Blackfish um, outside of River Run in the net for the uh, in the previews for the next episode. So that's a pretty important strategic yes. move for this North and this big old battle. Brewing do we in the also north. we also know who's also going to be going to River Run? Who Brienne? Oh, Sansa Center. To, to go meet with uh, the who's black. former pals with Jamie exactly. So that but I mean they're basically meeting on opposite sides. Obviously, Brienne is working for the North, and Jamie's obviously working for you know the Lannisters of, of King's Landing. Um, so they're kind of meeting as enemies, at least on on paper. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that if they are there at any point at the same time. All right, so that that's that's getting interesting too because now. Yeah. There's a, a. By the way, I love the Blackfish. That we, we saw him very briefly in season three uh, when we met him uh, during for the re- the season involving the Red Wedding. Yeah, and we haven't seen him since. Yeah, they were up there. And tell, he tell he was he was hilarious. He, he was shot great. the arrow in the he, boat yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Exactly. Um. So that that 
battle brewing in Westeros is getting thick. The plot's getting thicker. Yeah. There's so many sides. There's so many ins and outs to this battle for basically for Winterfell, yeah. which being the stewardship of the North. Um, that's definitely moving. That's mm-hmm. I like these plots. They move. Speaking of a plot that hasn't moved until this week, really in quite some time, it's just tiny little inches mm-hmm. and just stupid cockles and crappy things. <laughs> Aria, yeah, down there in Bravos. I'll be glad when she finally sets sail from Bravos, and we never go back to that godforsaken crap hole. Uh, she's at the play again. I think the showrunners, God bless them, and this is a great show. I think they got too cute with this. They they were really enjoying it themselves, mm-hmm. seeing a reenactment of the show that they created. Because we don't need twelve minutes of this reenactment of crap from yeah. the earlier seasons, and. It's interesting. You see Arya laughing at Joffrey dying because she didn't get to witness it in person and all this stuff. But uh, to me, it's um, too long by maybe three times. You could get two minutes of it instead of ten. There was one part of it that made the whole thing fine for me is when, um, you know, after Arya has this conversation with the lead actress, who obviously Arya seems to like and respect. um, And if you look at her a certain way, the actress kind of looks like Catelyn Stark, yeah. her mother. Has kind of, uh, f- similar facial features, auburn hair. Uh, but after Arya tries to tell her, you know, you should change the lines if you don't like it. Uh, you know, what would you do? Well, I mean, you know, if someone's killed my son, I'd be angry. I'd want to be able to take revenge on that. I wouldn't just cry. So then she starts talking to other people in the troop, and she's saying, I have some ideas. And then one guy's like, you've got ideas. They've got ideas. Everybody's got ideas. He's like, why don't we like that? And I was like, this is George R. R. Martin. They're, they're making fun of him. Yeah. Everybody's got an idea how this motherfucker's going to end. That's you know? a great point. <laughs> I thought that. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that's it's, hilarious. There's some inside baseball <laughs> yeah. stuff going on. There's no reason narratively that they needed this much of that reenactment stuff. Exactly. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's Game of Thrones with farting yeah. is what it is. <laughs> Which is all it was missing, really, for me. It's just a show. That Boobs, it, dragons, and now farting. It's yes. just a show with every minute counts so much. So yeah. they're just wasting it on all this stuff. Yeah. That's uh, why that stuff me. with the High Sparrow uh, two episodes ago seemed to go on for, yes. forever. Yeah. So, so, so Ari has been charged by Jock and Hagar. Isn't that his name? Jock and Hagar, yes. Hey, look at me. Um, to murder this woman because yeah. they're they're assassins for hire. Yes, capitalists. <laughs> and I thought this was what was going on in the last episode, but it seemed like kind of repetitive to me mm-hmm. a little bit that she was still watching this play. Well, it seems to me that that seems to be the mo of the faceless men. They fall into a routine, so they're basically part of the background enough where their presence isn't. Bit, you know, too alerting, and so she like with the guy who she had to poison, who was the um, the guy who sent ships out for deliveries that she had to poison as well. Yeah, she went out once and saw that he eats the uh, the clams, the oysters, and she can poison those. Okay, so then she walked they, around for it seemed like ten episodes. It did with those stupid cockles and muscles. Exactly. Like, oh, that was awful. Yeah, and then uh, the last episode or the episode before uh, these blend together, she noticed that there's always a post show drink that she drinks, and she tells Jack and um, a girl will poison the rum after the show. That, that, that's the way in to get to, okay. to kill her. All right. so. I blocked this stuff out. That's so okay. I'm missing some details. That's why I'm here, baby. Yeah. So she decides she's going to poison rum. She goes through with yep. it. But then she gets caught talking to this woman mm-hmm. again who says something to the effect of um, 
something about being someone who you're not or something, yes. and it kind of changes <laughs> Arya's... You have very expressive eyes and good eyebrows, you know? <laughs> kind of changes Arya's mind, and she knocks it out of her hand yeah. and decides to turn her back on, thank God, on the stupid house of black and white. Mm-hmm. She goes and gets Needle, which she knew she would. That's why they made God, a big deal awesome. of her sticking it in awesome. the wall. And the other girl sees all this. She's spying, yeah. goes back to uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Whatever his name Jack is, yeah, and says, <laughs> and says, uh, you promised me I could. Basically, you told me I could kill her if she if she turned her back. Yeah, we're putting a face in this hall either way. Is what yes. he was what he said. <laughs> and as he's cutting the face off of someone else, good good gig that is. Yeah, being a faceless man. So we're now have going to have this confrontation of some kind or she mm-hmm. you see her in this dark room she blows the light out with needle ready to attempt to battle this one knowing that they're going to come yeah. after her yeah. she's going to have to escape bravos again i will bravo yeah. when she <laughs> escapes bravos by the way a lot of similarities here to me anyway you go back to that speech that danny gave Tyrion, yeah when he's saying she's talking about all these rich families she need to court uh, to be able to hold Westeros once she conquers it. And she starts naming Tyrells, Lannisters, Starks. They're all just spokes on a wheel. I want to break the wheel. She basically yeah. wants to sort of rewrite how things are done in Westeros. And so here's Arya, and the Faceless Men have been around since the beginning of Bravos, And here she is, bucking the trend of a thousand years. You think she's obviously the first highborn girl to ever try to get a gig with the Faceless Men, yeah. obviously. And she's like, you know what? Screw this. Uh, I'm going to take this knowledge and use it for my own personal gain. She's obviously going to have to, you know, uh, get into a fist fight or two to try and uh, she can go it, back to her list. Exactly. And now she's a good yes, assassin. Exactly. So a, a girl is is not obviously not no one, but she has to kill a few other people who are no one to to make that happen to make it stick. It is so. Oh, every time someone says a girl, I just want to punch them in their face. So much of that makes me angry about this season <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I'm just ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready for. Well, some, you have to remember, Mark. You're an angry person in, by that's nature. True. You know? That's a good point. <laughs> um, so at least it's doing something. We're going to see yeah. some action. They're going to come after her, and mm-hmm. she's going to try to escape Bravos. She may end up having to kill him. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yes. Yes. And uh, the what of the waif or whatever. Yeah. All right. So this Walder Frey. They, we go back to Walder Frey. I believe it's the first time since the Red Wedding season, right? There, there we got a brief. Uh, scene with him the episode after the red wedding but yes that's and that's season three we should have talked about this when we were talking about the 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 uh river run and all that stuff because that's who they're trying to help get back river run Mm -hmm. um real kind of awkward dinner there yeah awkward dinner the theme of the show by the way uh the twins the phrase not much better in terms of the gene pool than craster's keep because, yeah. all, I mean, there's just a, an obscene number of first-generation Freys that have had their own, that have had their own, and then some of the third-tier cats have come around to be Walder's, you know, wife, wives again. So, like they said, so the family tree kind of repeats back on itself at some point in the Twins, because yeah. they've just kind of been doing that the whole time. That's and where he lives, the Twins? Yeah, that's what he is. He's in charge of. 
and they're just a fickle group. They're kind of they're late to all the wars. They show up at the end, like whoever's obviously going to win. Like, yeah, we'll join that side. Hooray, we're winning. You know, yeah, that, that's he's the way a dick. Yeah, he's a dick, and he's he's not much better. It was not better at all. He basically is, you know, whichever side wants to kind of offer him the best deal. Right, he'll join that. Side. He was a a Stark bannerman. Yes, and then turn his back on the house at the Red Wedding. Exactly. Um, which makes me think he might do end up doing the same to the Lannisters at some point. Who knows? But he, um, I don't get this Edmure Tully stuff. Like, give me a. He's got Edmure Tully. Do we know that? Is that important? What does that have to do with what's coming up? Well, if I take a guess, and I am taking a guess here, uh, we they got Edmure because basically the last thing we saw of him, he was Ed, being carried Catelyn's up to his brother Edmure. Yes, the younger black, brother, the Blackfish's nephew. Also, that's correct. That's correct. Um, we saw him being carried off to his wedding chamber uh, after the wedding, before the red part of the red wedding. That's right. Okay. That was his wedding. Yes, that was his wedding. Um, and see, he's obviously taken captive. So they had him since the red wedding. Yes. I got you. Okay. okay, yeah. So what I am guessing is they're going to take him to River Run. They're going to kind of parade him outside of River Run and say, Blackfish, we got, you, we got your nephew right here. Open the gates or we cut his head off. Yeah. That's my guess, if I had to take a guess. So he's going to be leverage of some kind, probably, yes, against exactly. the Blackfish. Um, Walter Frey, just a man. The, the dinner, I thought, Randall Tarley dinner was bad, but man, yeah. this, everybody is sitting, sitting around with Walter's like, golly, what yeah. a dick this guy is. Well, the thing about the Randall Tarley thing, I think he, uh, our, our, our mutual friend I watched. Um, the, the, the episode with uh, on Sunday night, and he's like, yeah, I get the idea that Randall, if Sam came in, guns ablaze and standing up, up for himself, Randall Tarley would, that's kind of what he wants from his son. Like if he stood up and said, yeah, I'm a fat motherfucker. You know, yes, father. You, you congr- passed the con- test. Yeah, yeah. Con- 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 congratulations. You've pointed out the, bla- the, the obvious thing. You have two eyes. You can see. Fuck you. All right? I thought <laughs> Sam maybe have lost a couple LBs for this season, too, by the way. I thought he was looking a little better as well. He's done uh, a lot of traveling. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> not a lot to eat. Not a lot of feast on North of the Wall. But, uh, but, but I'm getting the impression that's the kind of thing he would respect. Yeah. So that, that's, that's why this Walter Frey character, doesn't matter what you say to this guy. He's just a gaping a-hole, you know? Agreed. All right, so the last plot that we haven't gotten to, it's uh, Daenerys, it's the Vase Dothrak, it's the Marine, it's the Dragons. She gets the hammer more than anyone. She has been last, I bet, a third of every episode since the beginning. She's been, And that she's, number might be low. Yeah. yeah. And they always save her for the end. It's another one of her speeches. She yeah. does a lot of the uh, uh, rouse the troops speeches. Yeah. Drogon's gotten bigger, too. That's a large dragon. Yes. So here's what happens. She finally seems to be making some concrete plans to go to Westeros. She's yes. asking about number of ships, and we got to build them and all this stuff. And lo and behold, we got the Greyjoys on the way. <laughs> yes, with a thousand <laughs> ships or however many, right? So she's got the Kalsar. She's got the Second Sons. She's got the Unsullied. She's got the Greyjoys. So she's getting ready to get them. Mm-hmm. Let's go, bitch. Yeah. Let's go. Go. Put Marie Get on. I think if she doesn't go, she's a wuss, and put, she wants to yeah. do speeches instead of actually take over the throne. Put Marine to the effing torch and get the F Who on. Who cares about the slaves? That's just an excuse because you're afraid to face your true destiny to be to bring the Targaryens back to the throne. Yes. If she, uh, look, if you can't take over 
King's Landing with the damn Kalisar, the first time they'll have ever crossed. Those people in the West will be like, holy shit. We are screwed. And the Second Sons, who are professional mercenaries, and the Unsullied, like and supposedly three dragons. The, the best, and three dragons. <laughs> and the Greyjoys yes. army, the Ironborn, which are some pretty fierce people. Yes. And pissed off at King's Landing as then well. you don't deserve the throne. Like, it's time to go. It is time to go. But I bet she doesn't in, in nowhere anywhere close to it this season still. Mm-hmm. Well, I would yeah, be this, shocked. There's going to be some hiccup in Marine that yes. it causes her delay th- to delay things. I don't know what well, it's going to be. Well, she doesn't know yet about that they've made a deal with the slavers. Yes. It's probably going to be that, and I'm going to be pissed. I, I worry about that. I, mean, I think about that. And I think Tyrion's going to do, a, hopefully, his, his good job of saying, listen, we had to stop the killing in the streets. We had to stop the funding of the, yeah. uh, the Sons of the Harpy. I think she can recognize a necessary, not even an evil, but a necessary action taken. That's what I hope. I hope that's not what derails it. I, ho- if, if, I hope nothing derails it, obviously. But if that's what derails it, she's got the wrong idea of what's been going on uh, in her absence. You know. So at some point... It- there's got to be a hell break loose situation in Westeros. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even seen the Sand Snakes in quite some time. Yeah, the the, the Martells of any kind. Yeah, they're pissed off. We haven't. We've got. That, yeah, that's like that happened forever and a day ago in this season. It feels like the guy was murdered. Yeah, and we don't see from see him back for yeah. a while. Do we think that just like the Sand Snakes are like we blood for blood? Marcella's dead. Our lame duck prince, he's dead, overthrown. Back to mine and the business. Yeah, back to screwing. You know, uh, if that's not what they would think, that may be what the showrunners think because I don't think any of that worked as well as they thought. I agree. Any uh, of the that, Dorn that, plot, any of the acting, that, any of the yeah, any of it. That may have been them tying that the Dorn plot up with a bow, and yeah. I'm fine with that. Go back to like like we talked about those houses, Casterly Rock, and some of the other ones. It's like. They're down there. We don't hear much about yeah. what's happening down there. Anymore. Exactly. As soon as Oberyn died, that Dorn plot went to crap. It really did, yeah. unfortunately. I, the, the big thing, I th- and you bring up a good point, there's got to be some, some, something that uh, ignites something, either in King's Landing with the Faith Militant and, and all that stuff, or in Marine. If I, if I had to take a guess, I would have to guess that that Greyjoy army that's showing up is not showing up there and being, listen... Here's our sword laying it at, laying that at her feet. I think they're going to go over there and try to take those dragons by force. And there might be a gigantic battle at Marine. And then that's going to weaken them all and she'll be nowhere near ready to yes. go. To, oh god. Yeah. Just another 6 seasons or so and she might take off for Westeros. Well, we, well come hell or high water, we've got episode 7, 8, 9, 10 of this season and we only have 13 more total episodes after this. Is this is that, I heard of this. Is that 100% confirmed? It's been spoken by both the, the showrunners and um, the people, the higher-ups at HBO. Why, or why would they cut off a wildly successful series? Because I think the showrunners know how much power they have. This, is a, this show is a labor of love for them. And also a labor of wild piles of cash. Yeah, yes. And I think that these two can pretty much um, ask for any amount of money for the next show that they do. Whatever show that may be. It might be about uh, Pong for, uh, for anything. Pong? Yeah, like the old school video game Pong. It's probably going to be a Pong-based program, yes. yeah. All, all I'm saying is I think that they don't... They Pong want, Wars yes. on Cinemax. They want, they want this, sh- this show to last maybe 10 episodes too little in the eyes of the people watching it, as opposed to two seasons too many, if that makes sense. So 17 total left? 
Yes. If, 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 if everything everyone's been saying is true, we've got the final four for this season, and then there's going to be two seasons coming up, one of six episodes, one of seven, or vice versa. Kind of the way Breaking Bad it did it. would run in the face of everything I've known about television, which is that if they're making money, they will milk it until it is a dead animal. Yeah. But, I mean, you got to understand, I mean, uh, Sopranos only lasted six seasons. And it was pretty dead by the last couple of years, that, too. That's just, and that's just it. And... There is a finite amount of information um, as far as how this whole story is going to end. Well, from Martin's yeah, brain, exactly. but they I mean, have their own brains. Well, they do have their own brain unless they want to insert a bunch of things that delay uh, the end game uh, that Martin's kind of conjured up that he has let the, the showrunners in on. Like this is how it, it all kind of comes to, the, to an end, like yeah. a bittersweet ending. And unless they want to insert some stuff that happens in, that delays that more, which you and I would hate uh, probably if they had to yada, yada, yada some stuff or spend uh, six more seasons. Like Arya comes back to Bravos to rule Bravos. She wants to be the, she wants to head up the new yeah. faceless oh, men uh, boutique. Uh, <laughs> the house of gray and green. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. Uh, Who's the MVP of this of this of this episode? Um, See, can't, Danny, all she did was make a speech. Yeah, she, she, all she did was fly a dragon. And make a she speech. made a couple She's done speeches. All that that was a, first of all, that was a great scene. Uh, take nothing away from that that dragon fl- flying overhead and seeing it land and see how much bigger it is in relation to yeah. what it was when she yeah, rode yeah, off. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I got to give it to Marjorie. I thought she's. I think she's playing everybody like a fiddle, like a fiddle. Well, how the problem is is that. She's still not in a position of any power at all. No, but she is in a p- position of ascending power. Now, now that looks like she's going to be let out. She's going to the- have to kill the sparrow and get rid of the faith militant somehow. Well, I right? mean, she's obviously going to be tell- you know be whispering sweet nothings into Tommen's ear while she's stroking him off in the bedroom, saying this is probably a really good idea for you to kind of do whatever you know. And I think she's playing everybody like like a fiddle. It's fantastic. I want to go with you go Cersei. No, I'm tempted to say Benjamin since he's finally back. Okay, and then he's some type of undead super. He did thing kick. Now. He did kick some booty in that when he kind of rescued. Well, I'm just the two saying it. He's uh, inserted himself back in. We're not getting rid of him again anytime soon. Yeah. How many zombies are there now? It's just John and him and and Thoros of Mir. Thoros of Mir is actually the Red Priest who um, resurrects. He's come back from the dead a bunch no, of times. No, no, no. He's, he's the one who resurrects Beric Dondarrion. Beric Dondarrion's come yes. back from the dead a bunch well, of times. They, and they reference him uh, when um, Walder Frey's talking to his two lieutenants about how they lost Riveron. He's like, he's like we're getting picked apart out, of the, out there because uh, the Blackfish taking over like they're. The, Bar- the Brother- Brotherhood Without Banners is you know, going around. Uh, and that's, that's Thoros of Mir. That's Beric Dondarrion. That's the people who had Arya very briefly. Um, yeah. Uh, in season two, I believe it was. Was it that long ago? At season two, and then at the end of season two, she broke off and with the Hound, and they had their own road show. So your knowledge, having watched the next on, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're going to be in River Run. We're going to mm-hmm. see Jamie and Blackfish. It looks like they're negotiating. Yes, they are. All yeah. right. What else did we see? Oh, gosh. Let me back. Let's see here. We see um, the Greyjoy fleet has arrived at the Long Bridge of Volantis. So they're going to be in Slaver's Bay, yeah. ready to yeah. ready to chit-chat with... With uh, Danny, and you're yeah. thinking there could be more confrontational than we think. Sh- I think sh- they, or it seems like they insinuate they're going to pledge their allegiance to Danny. I, it doesn't seem like that's it's that's not their MO. Thing to yeah, do. no, no, not at all. Um, and we got a Sansa glimpse of Sansa as well. And where uh, was she? That's a great question. I, the in route to somewhere. They're, they're, like I said, they're still rallying houses in the home houses in the north. 
um, the smaller houses to then get the bigger houses to then maybe get River Run, go to go to River Run that uh, Brienne's been sent ahead to deal with. Hmm. All right. What did you think of the episode overall? I liked it quite a bit. Uh, the opening, we didn't talk much about the flashes that Bran was seeing. Um, and I did a lot of freeze framing with my... What with, else was in there besides the Mad King saying burn them all? Well, you saw the the, the pyromancers pouring the wildfire, yep. okay? And that's that's what... Uh, Which was, he decided he wanted to kill everyone in King's Landing. Exactly. He said, yeah, let them rule over ashes and bones. Uh, we see the scene where Jamie stabs the Mad King in the back. Oh, really? I, I freeze frame it. That's, that's Jamie Lannister wow. with the white cloak on, stabbing him in the back. And you see Jamie sitting on the Iron Throne with the, the dead pile of Mad King to his side there. Because that was the thing that it was said that um, when Ned Stark came through the uh, gates of the, um, the Red Keep, uh, that's where we saw Jamie Lannister was sitting on the Iron Throne after having, right. having killed uh, the Mad King. Because he could have been the king. Yes. I mean, no, I mean to kill the king, you get to be the king. Yeah, exactly. You keep what you kill. Exactly. Um, that's a Chronicles of Riddick reference, in case any of you all... Re- uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, then we, we see the, uh, the line with the young Net, uh, Eddard Stark saying, where's my sister? And then you see a brief flash of a sort of a bloody hand and another hand kind of over top of a, a bloody... Uh, close of a bl- bloody body. Like, that's maybe... Eddard Stark in the Tower of Joy uh, over Lyanna Stark. You can't know for sure. All right. Uh, next episode, next week, I want to spend a few minutes trying to figure out what the hell this Tower of Joy situation in the, the uh, uh, what's her name? Catelyn's sister? I mean, uh, Ned's sister? Uh, Lyanna Stark. I want, to, I want to know what the hell's going on with that. That'll be for next time. Okay. So, that's it. Three, four more to go. Typically, climax is in episode nine. If that happens again, we're we're, we're gonna this build up better be quick. Yeah. But you never know. They we had always... we had several climaxes um, last season. We had the hard home episode, which was before episode nine. We had the um, the final episode was when um, Danny rode off on Drogon. That was there was that episode, and uh, John died. Uh, yeah, the episode in, in that very last so, episode. Yeah. It's, and things have been changing, too. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if sort of the rhythm of the season changed yeah. a little bit yeah. from what it's been. All right. Well, Thomas, I appreciate, uh, appreciate all the knowledge. It's a lot of fun. You were kicking it. The knowledge. <laughs> appreciate that. We'll be back again next week to recap episode seven of Game 6, season six of Game <laughs> of Thrones. So until then, I'm Mark Pascal and Thomas Hassan saying, Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs>